Mining Your Business podcast is back with yet another episode about product mining, data science, and advanced analytics. Yes, you heard that right, product mining. Jakob, what do you know about product mining? Well, Patrick, I'll be honest, not much. Yeah, same here, I'm in the same boat. But thankfully, we have Maximilian Kissel, co-founder and managing director at Sole, here to tell us all about what product mining is, what challenges in the manufacturing industry can tackle, and what in the world a bill of materials is. Let's get into it. We are here with yet another episode of Minding Your Business podcast, and we are super happy that you are tuning in and listening to um, our talk with uh, yet another guest in Maximilian Kissel. Max, welcome to Minding Your Business podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me in the show. Hi. Um, Max, you actually studied complexity management at TUM, uh, which is a university in Munich. Um, in process mining, we like to reduce the complexity. Um, did you, uh, what was the studies actually about? Did you also try to do the same thing? Yeah, I mean, actually, um, so my background is I started mechanical engineering, um, mm. with the, did my PhD at TU Munich, and that's where I was really in the topic of complexity management. So this was kind of my nerd topic, and um, <laughs> but also uh, a big passion of mine for the last 15 years. And uh, there was also uh, always my motivation to provide Uh, intuitive guidance uh, for people in the industry to navigate and decide in complex industry situations. And also, of course, I mean, it's also the aim of uh, Soleil and also the aim of uh, product mining to reduce complexity. Um, so this is, uh, I would think, um, something that we have in, in common here. <laughs> yeah. Can you um, real quick just kind of elaborate what complexity management actually means? Like, how am I supposed to imagine what complexity management entails and what it doesn't include and include? Oh, yeah, um, good question of a definition. Um, so um, to make it maybe simple, I would say um, in complexity management, you cope with um, huge systems with um, a lot of um Uh, let's say many and many different um, kind of elements and uh, dependencies and connections and mm -hmm. uh, they change over time and maybe sometimes you cannot uh, foresee or uh, antici anticipate how, how it changed and uh, that makes the system complex and I would say this fits very well with, uh, with what we have in industry as an industrial company. So um, you have also a lot of, let's say, business objects if you take it quite abstract And they mm -hmm. uh, are dependent on each other, and they change over time. And uh, as a um, yeah, as a uh, business leader, you have to take your decisions on that, and you have to get a big transparency about uh, what is happening, what could happen, what is the impact, and so on. That's I would say um, how complexity management gets applied in business. I mean, there are many other applications, but I'll skip that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sounds very much like when we are doing process mining, where we have very complex systems and we are trying to reduce the complexity by looking into them. However, we actually won't be talking about process mining today, but rather about product mining. And before we get into that, um, uh, Max, I would actually be interested, how did you even came up to uh, doing and working in this field? And uh, when we were actually preparing for this interview and we had this uh, short talk at the beginning, You said that there was a very interesting story when you actually met with the co-founder of, of, of the company that you started, right? Please, yeah. please free to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, um, yeah, um, 
As said, I did my PhD at um, at TU Munich, and um, I was in this that uh, do my research in the field of complexity management in manufacturing industries. And I was working with a lot of bill of materials, had to compare them, find similarities, try to get, come up with some, let's say, KPIs for, for engineers, mm -hmm. how to work with that. And uh, the only tool I had that time was actually Excel and some other <laughs> tools. Oh, and uh, it was really, really <laughs> hard to work with them and really to come up with results. And uh, I was searching, let's say, the whole globe and all scientific conferences and so on, search the web for better tools. Um, that was all back in 2000, let's say, let's 2011, 2012, something like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was searching for a tool. And um, then I found it right next door to my office. Um, there was Bergen, Bergen Helms, my co-founder. Um, the other co-founders are Alex and Peter. Um, but um, he said, yeah, I have, a, I have a cool tool. I can... Um, model a lot of um, complex dependencies and I can do a lot of automatic uh, expert uh, um, knowledge automation and apply it to that. Uh, but he was really searching for a real world problem. And um, uh, that's how we got <laughs> together. He was he had a tool and no problem and I had tons of problems and no tool. And uh, we talked and out of that, uh, um, Soleil uh, uh, was created together with other, our two other co-founders. And then mm -hmm. we found it in, yeah, 2015. We founded uh, the company and um, started with uh, several, um, yeah, try to find use cases in the industry. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, as engineers, we were, of course, uh, quite driven by the development of products, um, how products um, uh, are created. Uh, they consist of many parts and things. And this was the field where we applied this technology and it came out that mm -hmm. this is... Uh, quite nice um to yeah to to cope with complexity here and uh, yeah today soleil has uh, um 40 international people in the team we are located in, in germany and in the ukraine we have uh, a quite a uh, big part of the team there as well and um yeah we serve our customers in the manufacturing industry today so mm -hmm. from smaller companies around 100 million of uh, euros of revenue up to larger companies with several billion um, in mm -hmm. revenues uh, in Germany, in Europe, and uh, we also have first customers in the US. And uh, what we ship today is uh, a SaaS product, a product mining platform that helps the customers to, yeah, to really fundamentally transform their business towards more performance and uh, by eliminating the bad complexity uh, in the product mm -hmm. portfolio and the value chain and keeping the good complexity um, to yeah to perform the business better because there's also uh, always uh, complexity has two sides it has the, the bad complexity and the good complexity and the mm -hmm. good complexity you need to be uh, yeah uh, successful in, in in your competition where you mm. market you're in. So um, I'm imagining that Soleil, like you said, is all about um, complexity management, displaying complex relationships within the manufacturing process. Um, so going a little bit further away from the abstract, I mean, in, in process mining, we do um, a lot of purchase to pay, right? That's like the basic standard process for pretty much all businesses. Can you tell us what Soleil's standard implementation is or what the most common use case for Soleil is? Yeah, I'm... Um so I mean, the, um, I know that uh, 
in process mining, you work on the variances of um, mm -hmm. of processes, how to work, for example, as as you said, yeah, um, uh, procurement to pay, order to pay, and so on, all these processes that are covered there, and you uh, want to mitigate the number of uh, um, process variance or um, where process goes uh, into, let's say, into timely and uh, inefficient ways, and you want to eliminate mm -hmm. that. And um, I think this is quite comparable, but product mining is more working um, on business objects. So it's not uh, of how the business runs, but more rather um, what do we do in the business? So what do we put through all these processes? And that's why, I mean, the biggest focus here is um, um, check out the products a company has. So this, um, if they decide which products make most of sense, um, you um, can then also have better processes at the end. I mean, if you mm -hmm. do the wrong products uh, through very lean and uh, optimized processes, you're still doing the wrong products and you still, um, mm. um, just still waste resources. So you ask for the typical use cases there. And um, what we created as a methodology around product mining is we had this five-step approach of C, cut, shape, scale, and shield. So um, you always start with C and cut. And C means you get an overview of your product portfolio, what's the actual status, um, how do things perform, and so on. And then you can take the first decision, is something bad in my product portfolio? And then you cut. So this is the phase-out process. You, um, mm -hmm. you can decide, okay, my product portfolio, this and those products are not uh, valid for the market anymore, so let's phase them out. And this is the first really complex decision to do. Um, of course, mm -hmm. there are uh, these um, typical consultancy companies who do this long tail cut uh, um, yeah, projects. But uh, these are getting quite complex because you have to keep in mind uh, a lot of dependencies that you have to check first. Otherwise, you're cut into your flesh and you cannot, um, you cannot sell anymore to, to maybe core customers and so on. The next step for us then is, um, so if you have a cleaned up portfolio and, um, mm -hmm. um, and you have a, um, only core products, only relevant side products in your product portfolio, then you can think about, okay, how can we further optimize and uh, structure the portfolio in a way that we can um, smoothly produce it, that we can um, harmonize uh, with the production strategy we have, for example, from engineer to order to make to stock. And something in mm -hmm. between, you will um, you will choose wisely what, um, how um, how you can um, um, reduce the delivery times and reduce the stocks. On the other hand, so this is what you do in shape. Mm -hmm. And then after that, uh, you have a brilliant, nice product portfolio uh, which is shaped and structured um, optimally. You can then go into scale, and scale means: Do we have strange pricings? Do we have strange um, 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 discounts or are they are there typical shopping baskets of customer that they buy typical um, um, collection of products together so can we support sales here with indicators of what to, uh, other products to sell to a customer things like that um, so really scale the business um, increase the revenues and um, that's what you do in scale and last but not least is shield and shield is the step um, where when everything works quite smoothly, there's still risk uh, that things change over time and uh, might have an impact on your product portfolio. 
And uh, here you can really search for bottlenecks in your product portfolio, mm -hmm. in your value chain. Just to give an example, uh, a typical pattern that we are searching for is um, this mono-supplied parts that go into products which uh, end up in the big share of revenue of the company. So it's quite common that there are um, small material numbers uh, which are maybe not very pricey, not very important. Uh, and then you check out, okay, in which bill of materials do they go into, um, which products uh, are created with that and which uh, core customers buy these products. And uh, then you can sum it up and uh, you end up in, uh, in a decent amount, a uh, share of your total revenue. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, okay, this is a big revenue at risk and we should do something uh, to mitigate this, mm -hmm. um, this problem. I think there is a lot of ideas to to unpack and to um, really go deeper into. But what I wanted to also say, so you already know we are a process mining podcast and just listening to you, I almost feel like this uh, product mining is filling the gap between when we look at the process at like two activities. When we basically, let's say we're looking at order to cash, a customer buys something from us. And we know when the customer orders something and we then know when we have a finished product and we ship it to them. Um, what we don't know is actually what happens in between unless we do some kind of a task mining, unless we uh, do collect some other information from other unstructured data. And it almost feels like, uh, like, like product mining could basically fill in this gap and um, at least uncover or uh, get deeper into the root causes that might be behind um, business implications such as light deliveries or something. Yeah, would you would you agree also, on that? Yeah, I mean, um, if you take this order to cash um, process, I mean, this can be done very smoothly. You can eliminate process variants that uh, um, cause time delays and so on. Everything that's totally fine and totally complementary with what mm -hmm. we do because we um, what product mining supports the customer with is that they can take a decision on wh uh, which products do we offer to the market and which are mm -hmm. maybe preferred variants, which are um, special variants and which are standards. Yeah, And then they can combine it and say, we have a, a promise of delivery. So can we ship it from, from stock? Can we ship it within four days, within four weeks, within four mm -hmm. months? I mean, this should also be uh, decided at some point on and um, and maybe there's also some, I mean, in the last few uh, months and years we saw a lot of supply chain interruptions so things mm -hmm. change um, also with, uh, with the big and uh, reliable suppliers, things change there and they have an impact on my product portfolio and on my offering and you should be like online and aware of the problems that arise from there and then change your 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 offering and uh, what can be ordered and then i mean this will have a positive impact on the whole order to cash process afterwards uh, if you first decide okay what to offer to the market and what uh, should maybe be uh, uh, put on pause or uh, i don't know <laughs> right um what i also um wanted to to ask is um so we have this uh product mining um you are looking into data you already mentioned a bill of material um probably first question would be what even is a bill of material so um for listeners who never heard of it i think um they might be up for a surprise and then 
you have these uh, these recursions. You have these data that like um, that are linking to one another. Um, how does product mining actually go into picture and uh, plays a role in solving this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so first of all, maybe take the first question: What is the bill of mm-hmm. material here? Um, and so, let's say the the bill of material describes. Um, um, a list of material numbers, let's say, keep it easy, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. a list of material numbers. And there is uh, like a, a parent node and some child nodes and the child mm-hmm. nodes. Um, so for example, um, poof, let's, uh, let's say a, uh, an electrical pump has some, uh, yeah, some turning wheels, some, some shafts, some screws, mm-hmm. some housings and so on. So, and all these items are listed in the bill of material and they should end up at the end in this electrical pump. Mm-hmm. And um, there are different way, uh, ways and uh, applications of a bill of material. For example, there's an uh, engineering bomb uh, bill of material, a manufacturing bill of material. Um, there are several assembly things that can be used and so on. So we are using here um, most of the time the, the manufacturing bill of material. So how are things then mm-hmm. combined to a physical product? And um, and there are some additional layers of complexity if you consider some um, configuration logic that is maybe mm-hmm. in the in the in the process. That, uh, for example, if you buy a car, uh, you can configure that uh, online, and uh, there are some rules described in a, in a um, KMAT, so a configured material, mm-hmm. and um, so there are some rules how to configure that, and uh, that you have at the end. Uh, the idea of your final physical product and you can order it. And um, in the best case, the, the producer can even produce it <laughs> and uh, can ship it. Um, and sometimes they call you and say, we cannot do this and that because uh, we don't get <laughs> the parts. Uh, maybe. Um, but um, this is, um, first of all, this bill of material. And this is, let's say, the, the focal point in the network we are creating with a product mining platform. So what we do mm-hmm. is, we create an enterprise digital twin. So this mm-hmm. is um, represented um, with craft technology. Um, so we get the data from different sources in the company, mainly from ERP systems, for example, SAP, we're an SAP partner here, and um, get bill of material information. We get some um, transactional data. We get um, orders from customer, um, um, supply, um, um, purchase mm-hmm. orders to suppliers and so on. We collect all this data, um, and create a big graph of knots and edges. So, mm-hmm. um, we really focus on the dependencies here. And based on this graph, we then in the next steps, we enrich the graph with automatically created segmentations, categorizations, mm-hmm. KPIs that we can uh, calculate and so on. And this is the so the ge- graph generation process. And this gets done every time we get new data into the system. And um, of course, then you have like a um, all your products segmented in core, site, and ballast products, for example. Or you have... Uh, uh, low, medium, and high-risk products that are maybe affected by some changes, things mm-hmm. like that. This, so this gets all pre-calculated, and uh, based on that, we can then um, apply our value pattern technology. So this value mm-hmm. patterns it means it finds the the needle in the haystack. 
So uh, what kinds of business patterns are critical to the business and should be should be tackled? Should we prioritize and set uh, as prioritized task for, for the users then? So this is what the system um, does and helps the user with to prioritize uh, patterns that um, then have an impact on the business. And if you tackle them, you can then um, yeah, uh, reduce costs, reduce uh, delivery times and so on. So this is um, this is the way it goes. And then um, if these value patterns uh, found several of these uh, critical things to tackle, the next step is then to um, go into the decision-making. So um, mm-hmm. should we, ha- what action should we apply to this element and so on? And there we have an uh, orchestrated, organized uh, decision-making process in the tool. So you don't have to uh, just uh, stay there with your insights and then, ah, okay, we have a problem, but what to do next? The whole system orchestrates then a decision-making process and, um, yeah, oper- operationalizes the, the results you got and uh, you can then take the next steps. So can, so one of the typical things that we get asked is when we look at, for example, material shortages, like when you have a specific amount of uh, a screw or something in in stock and you realize, okay, on average, you're using, I don't know, X amount per month and you're starting to get low and there's no, um, no replenishment in sight. Um, you, you can display that, but then the obvious follow-up would be, okay, which one of my finished materials or end products is affected by the shortage, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that through this graph technology that you mentioned, um, you can figure this out. Would that be one of those risk flags that you can display with this technology, or uh, am I am I close or far from it? You're pretty close. I mean, you have this this full network from the supplier who maybe is uh, short in uh, t- um, in quantities or cannot deliver in time, and then you have like uh, the whole chain through the graph to which shopping basket of which mm-hmm. uh, critical or non critical customer, what is affected by that? So what's What's the impact? You can directly get that um, from the system, and then from there you can also, um, yeah, check what, how how high is the risk of losing business here, or should we maybe first serve um, a full shopping basket of a core of a core customer or of a maybe strategic mm-hmm. customer, and should we um, inform the others that we have to. Uh, yeah, deliver later, or maybe there's no promise for a certain delivery and so on. So where can I maybe also reduce the, the penalties that maybe are <laughs> within contract, things like that. So we can check this out and then take decisions here. Mm. So um, a very fairly provoc- provocative question from my part. Um, if If this is somehow extractable into excel can i not just do look at these complexities of these levels in excel or some other bi tool like why would i need soleil to show me this um in in the in this graph (laughs) form yeah i mean it really depends how much time do you have yeah right (laughs) 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 so um so let's say if you if you check it out in Excel, I mean we also do have customers who that that was the way they did it before. They have like mm-hmm. um, they worked with SAP, they had some data dumps, they worked with with Excel and so on. And what they reported uh, was is that um, before they worked with Soleil in product mining, they had like uh, it took them like. Uh, about four weeks to come up with all the dependencies to check out mm, um, yeah. what's the impact and so on. 
And uh, this time got reduced by factor 10,000 to four minutes around. That's what they said. Um, oh, so wow. that they oh, beforehand wow. okay. they had like uh, four weeks and now they, they have the answer in uh, four minutes. And I mean, this gives them, um, yeah, heads up and um, a, co a competitive advantage, <laughs> let's mm -hmm. say, yeah. um, to, to act faster than others. Um, and um, also to come up with a, a faster solution for the customer than maybe if a customer is mm -hmm. directly affected by that. And mm -hmm. I think this is an advantage that you can easily um, work with the platform and get transparency and see the impact and so on, have this connection. Yeah, definitely don't take it the bad way. We just spent uh, two weeks ago, we spent almost an hour, uh, me and Patrick discussing on, on our podcast, what is the difference between BI tool and uh, process mining tool. And I was making an argument that our biggest competitor will forever be Excel and uh, seeing sometimes people, um, you know, for making a fallback to Excel uh, hurts my eyes, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. no, you know, we are all facing the same competition. And you actually mentioned um, that the users and the interaction. So um, how does this actually look like for an, an from an analyst perspective? When I, uh, you know, in, in process mining, we have this happy path. We see these processes and increase the complexity with like, click of the button, um, what would be the first thing I saw if I opened your tool uh, and how would it look like? Uh, and I know that picture probably makes, uh, would make mo more explanatory than, than talking about it, but uh, what can a listener who's just driving his car or her car imagine if they went into your tool right now? Yeah. Um, so when the typical user opens Soleil, they see an overview that should um, hopefully, hopefully, if we did a good job, they sh that should indicate where are your most urgent and most obvious problems in your product portfolio and um, where do you have huge potential to for cost reduction, uh, risk reduction, and so on. So what should you tackle first? So this is like the recommendation page. Um, mm -hmm. um, just imagine um, a collection of KPIs, maybe what is the progress in certain fields um, on, on what we wanted uh, to target? Um, mm -hmm. What is uh, maybe an, a heat map that shows, um, for example, the core site ballast products over the margins? And uh, so you can tackle them. Maybe um, you start with the first collection of, uh, of products where you have core products with bad or low margins and you should really work on that to improve uh, the cost structure there or you have some ballast products which have a negative margin that it's pretty clear to eliminate them directly and right. <laughs> not no hesitation um, so this is the starting point you get like the results of the value patterns that we found and uh, we um, display it in a way that you can then choose okay with which thing do i want to start today in order to um, yeah to fulfill my goals to work on a strategy we have mm -hmm. today in the business and um, yeah for example some of them want to grow some of them want to be more resilient more innovative mm -hmm. more um, profitable uh, profitability should be higher or things like that yeah um, I did hear um, an, a story from from one of our customers where we found out that they were actually um, producing for higher costs that they were actually selling the end product uh, just because that they had such a mess in this inventory that they didn't know how much these uh, material costed them 
and therefore then they just produced uh, an end product that was more expensive than you know uh, sorry the end product was the produce the product was just more expensive than what they charge their customers for and i guess with with product mining you could probably also find this inefficiency and um you also mentioned that there are some core kpis um what uh, other kpis could you think of that there would be and what do you base them on especially looking just on the materials so do you like look at how often these are produced what are their prices and so on yeah i mean uh, in the material um Looking at at the materials, um, first of all, it's interesting what kind of use case are you working on. For example, mm -hmm. if you want to phase out products, it's really interesting um, to check if uh, the materials used in a product, are they used somewhere else? So in other products. So typically there's this reuse um, factor, which is an important mm -hmm. KPI to think about, okay, uh, these uh, Material numbers, are they exclusively in this product? So if I phase out the product, I will also phase out these exclusive materials. And this will have a direct impact on the value chain because you don't right. have to put them on stock anymore and so on. And um, But if they are still reused in other products, you will not have a, such a big effect. Maybe you will even have negative effects because there are suppliers who ship this component and if the quantities go below some threshold maybe other prices then apply things like that yeah i mean these are these side effects that were often not quite transparent and visible but now you have um at least a platform to to check out if there are side effects if this mm -hmm. decision will have some negative impacts on other um on other ends of the of your whole company so Yeah, so the KPI here, for example, is the, the reuse of a component is interesting, mm -hmm. um, but also then um, some ratios of how many core side or ballast customers, <laughs> let's say, um, mm -hmm. um, are really buying a product here, uh, doing the revenue. So is the revenue based on um, products that you maybe sold once, you had to, uh, let's say... Um, refit the whole production line just because of this one product which yielded mm -hmm. to some revenues and maybe some margin but the cost for all this was quite big and you could really think yeah. about is this really necessary or should i focus more on my core business on my core and um, uh, my a b and c customers but maybe not so much on the d and f customers because the transactional costs there are higher right. than what i gain mm -hmm. right and i mean yeah. to make this clear and then take um, let's say educated decisions here to to really think. Okay, is, do I really serve the whole market, or should I serve a focused market and be more profitable there? So can I? So uh, when we do process mining, there always there's a point where we say this this uh, company or this enterprise is ready for process mining, or they this is a perfect example of when process mining is efficient and will get value. There are some instances where they're not mature enough, either through data quality or things like that, where this isn't applicable yet. Um, can you tell me some of the requirements that you would think that a company should have for product mining to be um, starting to become effective and where it's most effective? Yeah, <laughs> always a very good question. And I would say if they're using an ERP system to support their processes and their production processes and shipping processes in the company, uh, They can also use um, product mining then. Then they have the most critical data available. 
and um, it's not so super critical if all your master data is um, maintained and updated uh, fully and completely or if there are some maybe some um, uh, yeah misspelling or something else in the, in, in in your mm -hmm. system that's not so super critical and important but if you do your whole um, yeah purchase orders and um, and selling process and and so on via the ERP system you have a quite good basis to start i would also say that, but this is more um in terms of um of of uh, price and 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 um and cost for the for the platform because it's uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, <laughs> it uh, it doesn't come for free let's say it like this of and course. then of course, no, of course we have some um some minimal amount of revenues uh, companies typically should have in order to um, be able to yeah set up an IT project like this. I mean, if if you have an IT budget of a few thousand euros a year, you shouldn't. Um, I mean, then it's also not necessary. Also, the the findings and the ROI is then not that attractive. And uh, but if you up to uh, one uh, one hundred million euros or higher, um, also some around 50 million euros could uh, could work with but then you we can show our quite nice and uh, quite nice ROI return on investment and it makes most of sense to mm -hmm. to introduce something right else. i'm assuming because of most uh, it has a lot of cases or quote unquote objects that we can derive or save value in and thereby justifying the cost of the IT um, setup uh, software and all these things yeah right is there some sort of um key indicator for you where a potential customer or something mentions a problem and you think that is exactly what this is for like is there some sort of um when they list a bunch of problems do you know exactly like product mining will be perfect for this specific one <laughs> so i would say there are several sentences that indicate okay we should we should talk but uh <laughs> one of them is uh, of course i like The number of uh, stock keeping units, so the number of SKUs is growing every year by 10,000. And we have like 150, 160,000 SKUs and things like that. So if, um, mm -hmm. if a company reports something like this, they have exploding complexity. Uh, they mm -hmm. have a huge increase of variance and so on. And they are not able anymore to, oh, maybe. Some of them might be, but I would say if they are not able anymore to control this complexity and uh, manage it um, to to keep the good complexity and get rid of the bad complexity, then I think we should talk. Um, here actually a question. What do you mean by good and bad complexity? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the good complexity is um, something that where you can differentiate from, from competitors in the market. So um, if you have maybe... Uh, this uh, this smartphone and it only has uh, uh, one um, yeah one chip uh, for for performance or uh, this um, uh, this display and so on you have only this one um, then maybe you have too too few complexity too few variants uh, um, mm -hmm. offered in the market but if you have um, a product for example you you sell a a pump or an electrical engine and you have like um more variants than um stars in the in the milky way then maybe you have <laughs> too many <laughs> and um 
something in between should be should be feasible and good and um if it takes uh, if it costs uh more to um to have all these variants um and also the cost of choice gets too big because the customer cannot decide anymore what product makes most of sense um because there are so many options and i uh, want to um, have the right one and then maybe it's uh, getting too complex but there's no mm-hmm. um no defined line i would say maybe some companies can come up with a definition here but <laughs> Now, um, one of the most pressure, uh, pressured thing currently in the world of process mining, where is, uh, everybody is uh, pushing in this direction, is a value creation. Um, you know, it's one thing to see the problems. It's, it's one thing to have this um, insight into your process, see what's going wrong, even do the root cost analysis and put a number on the problem. And it's a whole another thing to actually say, okay, Let's fix it, and this is how much we saved by fixing it. Um, when I was, you know, sir, or looking through your website, you also had these um, slides and uh, and materials where you were saying, okay, this is how much we save. Um, so maybe two questions here: How do you calculate the saving? And the second: How do you also motivate the the users, the company that you work with, to actually do something about it? And how does the action even look like? Yeah. So. I mean, we also put um, the value for the customer in the in the center of our projects with the customer when we're ramping up mm-hmm. and introducing product mining as a platform. Um, the the savings. I mean, there are um, many things that you can that you can then save or speed up or um, or set free. Let's say. So I would say we first start always with. Um, can I reduce the number of materials? Um, because you, um, if you have a lot of legacy products and material numbers, there are many people mm-hmm. occupied with these legacy products to maintain them, to keep them on the market and so on. And if you can reduce that, you can reduce a lot of effort here. So this is one mm-hmm. thing to reduce effort, for example, in R&D or in the, uh, in the sales department and so on. Also, the um the cost of training and sales if you have a very complex product portfolio it really is hard uh, to get well, really efficient sales people and if you can reduce the product portfolio can more efficiently train sales people can or even give them recommendations then you can increase the yeah. revenues that's another thing but what our customers always report is that um based on the results of the product mining methodology applied they can reduce uh, the inventories the the cost of inventories um, they have the right things on stock they have better delivery performance after that um, and they have faster reaction times uh, which also ended up sometimes in some um, let's say uh, um, avoided costs um, but then there's also this connection to the um, to the value chain. And if you, for example, can set free some resources in production because um, you can remove some products that were still occupying one of these production lines, and you can set this free, or you can uh, create some space and so on. So it's entrepreneurial freedom to take new uh, decisions <laughs> on the options you create. And um, I think this is uh, what the what the platform can bring in and of course direct cost reductions of less material numbers and so on that can be reduced Mm -hmm. 
Um, what are some of the, let's say, problems when you are, uh, what you are facing when you're trying to convince the customers that it actually makes sense for them to, to, to go uh, with your solution? Um, because again, when we are doing these process mining projects, what we do is we do some kind of a proof of value or proof of concept when we just show some numbers. Um, and there usually, that's what we already mentioned at the beginning, we have some of these um, core processes that we are focusing on, be it purchasing, be it sales and so on. Um, now, looking from a product mining perspective, um, would there be also one, maybe two use cases that you usually like to start with and what would those be? Yeah, I mean, I just um, introduced um, um, this model of C-cut, shape, scale and shield and it makes most of sense to first clean up before you move somewhere. I mean, this is uh, also if you mm -hmm. um, move your flat, you should first clean up. Otherwise, you need two trucks to to transfer all the things. Um, <laughs> so for a good business transformation, it makes sense to to clean up first. And this is also uh, the first use case. Uh, I would say it makes most of sense. I mean, sometimes there are special customer situations where it makes sense to do other things as well in the in the beginning but um to start with a uh, with a solid phase out process makes most of sense and then you should not stop after uh one iteration you should take this as an ongoing project in the company to keep the portfolio clean yeah. because uh it really has good impact on 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 your cost uh, structures and so on and on your uh, business performance and uh, delivery times and everything. So it makes most of sense to keep this running. But then, of course, as mm -hmm. said, um, then other things like in the, in shape, you, you think about, um, the structuring of the product portfolio and your, uh, production, uh, strategies. So, um, to, to harmonize that in scale, you look at, uh, prices, cool shopping basket, gives, um, recommendations mm -hmm. to sales and then shield, you try to mitigate the revenue at risk. This is, of course, also a nice impact that you mm -hmm. maybe want. And um, another question, and that actually comes from uh, your your own experience and from uh, applying that technology at your customers. Um, was there ever something that, first of all, uh, like surprised you when looking into the data that uh, in terms of, oh my God, we really made a huge difference, a huge splash, and you don't really have to name anyone, but uh, some interesting findings that you uh, generated through uh, product mining because we always love these examples <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean I, the first thing is um, that this um this pareto principle more um often often apply so you have like 20% of the products make 80% of the mm -hmm. revenue margin and so on so and there are yeah. some who have more than 10% which yields to 90% or or something else but i mean this is the first uh thing that was at the beginning for me quite surprising that this pareto principle really applies <laughs> and <laughs> and the other thing which um that was maybe surprising for our customers that they had a complete new view on their materials and and so on. So they they when they had uh, first had a look at at um, at the, in the results of Soleil, they saw okay, these all these data sets don't make sense at all. It's not your fault, but maybe it's the raw data we provided you. And they found <laughs> then this this huge list of uh, of materials numbers that were already <laughs> more than that and not eliminated from the system and so on. So they found uh, like. Um, yeah, a bycatch. Yeah, it's a, like a um, you have like a data quality project on the site, but you didn't meant to to have it, and uh, 
Um, yeah, this was sometimes a little bit funnier. Hmm. Um, can I ask, so what is in future for Soleil? Like, what are your goals of uh, trying to implement or where, where do you see Soleil going in, in the near future? Yeah, I mean, this, um, this technology we created um, is also good not only for products, but also for looking at customers, at suppliers, at um, um, operations, um, um, business objects, and so on. So it's a, it's a platform that can um, help to take good decisions around business objects. And uh, I think we can extend um, from the methodology side uh, in this direction. Um, for us, uh, this year is also... Um, quite, um, let's say, focused on value delivery. So we really um, try to um, create additional mm -hmm. patterns that yield to additional value um, that can help our customers to increase the value of the platform itself, of itself, and um, mm -hmm. also bring in uh, people who help the customer to, to really get the value out of the platform and so on. So this is the, um, this is the big mission for this year. Okay, so it's um, expanding on the existing platforms and existing implementations you already have and delving deeper and deeper, generating more value for the customers, but also then expanding into parts of businesses that you haven't yet touched. Yeah, true, right? yeah. And then, of course, I mean, this um, this technology can also be applied in other verticals, but, I mean, step by step, I mean, we also see mm -hmm. uh, some potential here in, uh, in the retail industry or in the chemistry industry and so on. So we see some mm -hmm. um, additional verticals coming up, but step by step. Yeah. And what about long-term vision? Well, what do you see in, in future there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. No, no, we We made some fun about this b-hack, this big hairy dishes goal. And uh, when uh, when a manager gets arrested because he didn't use Soleil uh, in ten years from now, and uh, so this is like, <laughs> so you should have uh, used the platform. You know, you, you took a very bad decision and uh, didn't use the system. But of course, this is more uh, kind of a joke, and uh, uh, but should illustrate. Of course, we want to um, get. It into the decision-making processes in industry we want to become a standard there that you take better decision if you have all this complexity uh, handled and managed there. Yeah. <laughs> Max, uh, where would people go if they wanted to know more about product mining, about your company or about yourself? Of course, uh, visit our website. It's www.soleil.io. Uh, um, um, you can, of course, also uh, directly contact me. You can um, contact me via LinkedIn and uh, send me a message there. And I'm more than happy to to, uh, to find new sparing partners, new contacts. Uh, also, of course, customers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very welcome. <laughs> Who's interested <laughs> and maybe has some. Um, challenges they, they want to discuss. I'm very open to do that as well. And um, mm. yeah. I have to say I would definitely use product mining because one of my biggest nightmares uh, in my five years of experience of working on process mining was actually working on use yeah. cases from um, <laughs> exactly bill of yeah, materials I where I had it, to yeah. do these um, joints uh, over and over again when I was looking on a material and had to find this node, go to uh, a level lower and then actually find uh, the 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 correct um, uh, the correct part where it actually should mm -hmm, have gone yeah. right. So um, that's the let the graph work actually. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that um, was a fun time. Yeah. You, you could write Yaku B O M and he would start to cry. <laughs> it was yeah, these SDKOs and SDBOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just uh, brings bad memories. Yeah, that's um, why we automated it, but, um, because we couldn't see it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. <laughs> I remember then you just get into the phase where you just um, pointed to the same note over and over again, and you never know when to stop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just you know, a screw goes into screw, and it goes into yeah, screw. Yeah, that's uh, um, but, of course. Um, <laughs> um, Max, uh, thank you very, very much for coming to our show and introducing uh, product mining and also Soleil as your company. Um, I hope that everybody actually enjoyed it because to me, it opens up even more questions and even more uh, realms, new realms that I've never even knew before about. And it's exciting to see how um, slightly different technologies can actually complement in one another in this whole um end-to-end holistic view on your process. Um, so, Max, once again, thank you very much and uh, good luck with uh, building uh, um, the, the platform and the company. That was big fun talking to you. Thanks for the invitation and thanks. <laughs> you too, also with your show. So, uh, to you, dear listeners, we thank you for listening and tuning in on our episode. Uh, as usual, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. We are very active there, um, either through directly through our page, uh, Minding Your Business, or just reach out to me or Patrick directly. Uh, we also have an email, uh, miningyourbusinesspodcast uh, at gmail.com. So drop us an email. Um, that's it for today. And we are looking forward to talking to you in uh, two weeks time with the next episode of Mining Your Business Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs>